Praise the Lord. We are so glad to be coming to you in your homes to wish you peace and many blessings. Greeting you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who has kept us and who is watching over his word to perform. We thank God for this beautiful morning when we can meet again at the feet of the Lord and to study his word and to apply wisdom to our hearts that we may know and understand like the sons of Issachar the day in which we live. This morning I have a very important message from the word of God to us to prepare us. We are simply going to be talking about keep preparing a home in yourself for God. Keep preparing a home in yourself for God. And you will see that we are living in a very critical time. Every one of us have been asked to stay home. But you know what? I believe that after this COVID-19, there's going to be a great move of God over the sons and daughters of God. And um, this move is actually going to usher what God intends to do to bring about the revival that we have been waiting for. I believe it that is going to happen. And so what we need to do is to keep preparing ourselves until God finds us fit for this great move that he is about to bring. And you know, this move is actually not going to be an issue of it's happening over there, it's happening over here. In fact, it is going to happen within the saints those who have prepared themselves to uh, allow God to be at work in them. And I keep reminding us on these matters because they are very, very important. Uh, Before we even start praying, I just want to give a little introduction. You see in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, the Bible says that, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor, as they say, see here, see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. This is a very important scripture. And based on that, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for everything that you have so graciously given to us. And above everything else, the word of God that is able to prepare us and keep us focused on what you intend to do on the earth, even through your sons and daughters. And so we pray that understanding will be given to us and you would help us to start preparing ourselves, especially this time that has been given to us, To stay at home. We pray that none of us will waste the time. But make very good good use of it. By way of preparation for your will to be done through us. Therefore let your word come forth. With understanding and clarity and preparation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And so brethren as I was saying. You see that. Jesus made this statement before he went to the cross. 
And the beautiful thing about it is that it was an indication about what would happen again. So the Pharisees had been very interested in the kingdom of God. And so he said that it didn't come, uh, it wasn't going to come by observation. Neither is anybody going to claim that it is over here, this is the best place when you go, you will find it. Or this is the best place that you can find it. But I thank God for the answer and for what Jesus told us where it can be found. He said it's not going to be found anywhere, but will be found in the life of the believer. The kingdom of God is within you. Praise the Lord. And so we want to study to find out how do we prepare a place in ourselves for God or for the move or for the use of God. I must say that we are living in a very important time. This is important for the reason that none of us should throw our hands up to thinking that it is finished. It is not finished. The, everything is subjected to the word of God and the will of God. And so let's be looking at how you and I will prepare ourselves, a place in ourselves for the use of God, even through us. Let's quickly have a look at John chapter 14, verse number 19, when we will read all the way to 24. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And we will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not the Scarot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him. And make our home with him. Number 24 says that. He who does not love me. Does not keep my words. And the words which I. Which you hear is not mine. But the father's who sent me. Now I want us to. Have a look at this scripture that we have. Just read to you. So that we can consider few Things I personally believe are very prophetic. That is going to help us to get ourselves ready for the great move of God. You notice that um, people have been very interested in the verse number 19 that we read. You see that he was with them at the time. And in fact, this had to do with when he knew he was going to die. And so, and will resurrect again. So he told them that you will see me no more. And because I leave, you will leave. Let me just say, you see, for us, Jesus, and I can see the whole world is really hungry for him. 
But blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Child of God, I want you to know He's with you. As much as God doesn't see, and I know questions are coming up, is there God at all? If He is, where is He? Why all of these are happening? Well, let me tell you, He is there. And He is only manifesting Himself to the people who know Him and He knows them. In the verse number 20, um, He said that, That day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Praise the Lord for those of us who are born again. This is the matter. He lives in us, and the Father is also around us, and in us. But I want us to understand something very important. You see, God can live in a person, but He has still made room. And so that anybody who really want to have more of Him, will have more of Him. Praise the Lord. The fact that God has gotten us saved, does not mean that that is the level where we ought to be. This is very important. We ought to prepare ourselves to be receiving the Lord. And on top, the Father Himself coming. We all know, and the only thing in this world that is so true is the Word of God. The Word of God is making it very clear to us that Jesus said, The Father and myself will come and make ourselves manifest in you. It's a promise. What does it really mean? Meaning that the time in which we live, and I must say that I'm one of those who firmly believe there's going to be a great, great revival of God. God is definitely going to manifest Himself before the close of the age. And it means that we need to have a serious preparation. Casual way of knowing God Casual way of going about as a believer will not help very much. But serious commitment as to walking in obedience to the very word of God is what is very critical to us. And that's why Jesus made it very clear to us the manifestation of the Father and himself in a certain man. And who is this man? It could be you, it could be me. If only we would do something. In the verse number 21 of the scripture, you'll see that um, he said, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. And we will love him and manifest ourselves to him. Praise the Lord. Brethren, let's, let's have a look at this scripture carefully. This does not mean you are not born again. This does not mean you don't go to church. This doesn't mean that you are an alien. No. But God is bringing something very important to our attention which had to do with preparation. For the manifestation of the Father and the Son in the life of a child of God. For this revival of the end time. You see, he said, 
He who has my commandment, first of all, knowledge about the word of God is very critical. Relating the happenings of the time to the word of God and understanding the events of the time through the word of God. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. You know, as I keep saying, it is very easy. And I do it sometimes in my worship time and in my prayer time. I say, Lord, I love you. And I really do. I I mean exactly what I'm saying. But I notice that the highest level of love that God would like to see in the life of every believer is this that Jesus has commended here. He who has my commandment and keeps them. It is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, you see that a provision has been made. And this provision, if you and I want to attempt it, we need to be very deliberate. Because I see a condition here. If you have the commandment, it means the commitment to knowing the word of God. It's that which will bring us to the level of love with Jesus. And then he promises that and we know that when everybody else can promise and it will fail. But when the Lord Jesus promises you can be sure it will never fail. He comes out to say he who loves me will be loved by my father and we will love him and manifest myself to him. See brethren I want us to know these are things that we need to consider carefully in our time. God wants people who are so committed into looking into His Word, being filled with His Word, having been given with the understanding of His Word, to be able to now open up for the movement of the Father and the Son in the life of the individual. I believe that this is what we need to give our hearts and our minds and our entire being to seeking. It is very important. The scripture said, there is a manifestation that will be made in the life of a believer. I know that many people are very concerned about what is happening. And I, in fact, sometimes when you hear, there are questions such as, is God there at all? What is happening in this world? They say that he's a loving God. If he was a loving God, why is he allowing these things to happen? Oh, well, they don't understand. They cannot be blamed because of where they are coming from. We all used to be coming from the same place. But blessed be the name of the Lord who has saved us and given us a different understanding with regards to himself. Now, brethren... Very important. 
Jesus is making a statement that should provoke you and I. And to trust that until we see the manifestation of the Father and of the Son in us. In the generation in which we live, we are not going to relent. I am saying this because, you know, there is a mentality of sometimes you thinking that I'm born again. I don't do this. I don't do that. And we stop there. But you see, God would only commit himself to a person that he can trust that that person has filled his heart and mind with his word. Hence Jesus said, He who has my commandments keeps them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And will love and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Listen to me, brother. This Sunday morning that we are so privileged to be fellowshipping at the feet of the Lord, I would like to encourage you. Never think that you have known God too much. Never think that you are satisfied. Honestly, we have reached a stage where we need the manifestation of the Father and the Son in the lives of people. I believe that that is what is going to silence the world. And that is what is going to usher the revival. Do you remember what the scripture said in the days of Daniel? Those who know their God shall do exploits. That's exactly what God is saying here. And when the Father resides in an individual, when the Father is leaving and manifesting himself in the life of the believer, it simply, no, it simply tells us that the Father will be known in the world. Jesus will be known in the world, but through only the saints who have become very obedient and keeping the law, keeping the word of God. In other words, they do not do anything that is of themselves, but that which is of God. That is why Jesus was so very clear, and he has given us a very good example of such. Let me go further and tell you something in the next verse, the verse number 22. You see, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Let me just say this. Everybody wants the showdown of God in this world. I believe. Each one of us wants to see. I was chatting with a brother, and he says, if the Lord were to give me the opportunity to be in control for a short moment of time. Oh, like I know those who I will send this coronavirus to. You see how? He says, within that short time that God gives me the chance, I will send it to certain people. Um, and I'm sure everybody will do likewise. The same brother Judas was also saying that because brother Judas had thought that he knew the Lord. He had seen him physically. He had experienced him. He has seen his power and grace. And he thought he knew enough. So he said, Lord, 
How is it that you will manifest yourself to us? We, we don't really, we have seen you, we have known you. He was not getting the understanding that Jesus was getting. And so he went further to say, it is the world that is really looking for you. May I say that? What brother Judas is saying is all that we all have been saying. Lord, were you there? Won't you manifest yourself to the world? Well, I have good news for you. The people that God wants to manifest himself to are us. It is not the world. You know that the world chose its own. The world has chosen which one to follow. But Jesus is committed to his own. That is why you as a child of God, you are very important. You are very, very important at such a time like this. That you cannot be careless with your life. In fact, what we need to rather do is to become so committed according to what Jesus has said. Keep no the commandment. Keep them, in other words, walk in it. And then it will be much easier. As to the world, the world can only have a taste of God only through us. Praise the Lord. The world is secured now because of us. The world is dark. The world has no hope. The only hope the world has is you and I. That's why it's very important that we, the saints, would take advantage of the situation we have right now to prepare ourselves. In fact, there is no adequate preparation. We have to keep preparing ourselves. We have to keep committing ourselves until the Lord himself will check us out and say, Now, son, I think we need to make a move into the life of this individual. I believe that this is a prophetic word for now that I'm so convinced about. God is looking for vessels who will be so committed to his word in keeping it and in doing it. That's why he's making it very clear. In the number 23 of the verse, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Praise the Lord. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Hey, this is a very good promise. That you and I, I believe, ought to stand on. And want to do everything by this word of God. And keep preparing ourselves. What an assurance it is. He said, if somebody loves me. Now you see, he didn't say you are not born again. He didn't say I am not born again. He said, if you love me. That means we are moving from being born again into loving God. By keeping his word. In other words, by being obedient to his word. By not changing our stance when it comes to his word. By not putting ourselves in a situation where, well, it's difficult to do what God says that you do this time. And then you change your stand. No, 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 no. I believe God is saying that he is still looking. Looking strictly to see people who are so much in love with him to such an extent that his word will never fall to the ground as far as those people are concerned. 
We will receive his word and be so determined to walk in his word. In the verse number 24, it tells the difference. It says, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father is who sent me. So, the distinction is made. The true child of God is the one who is going to keep the word of God and be obedient to it. And the one who doesn't love him very much is the one who will not keep it when he feels like obeying the word of God he will do. But let me say that in all of this, Jesus was a very good example for us. Excellent example. That's why we don't need to look at nobody but to look at Jesus. So quickly, I would like for us to go to John chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Then the Bible says, Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father taught me, I speak these words. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. Now, let's look at these two scriptures. Very rewarding scriptures. Rewarding in the sense that Jesus is setting the pace for us. Setting the good example that will let the attraction of the Father and himself come to us. First of all, he made it very clear. He said that he has been very committed to doing everything that the Father himself has taught him. So you will notice that Jesus never did, in the verse number 28, he never did anything that he never got from the Father. And I believe that the time has come for us to begin to look at our Christian walk. And strictly stick to this truth. Because Jesus, who is a good example, is saying that he never did anything himself. Can I ask this question? Is it true that Jesus could not have done anything himself? Of course he could have. But he brought himself to the obedience of the Father to such an extent that it is only when the Father had spoken that Jesus made a move. And that's why in the verse number 29, he said that the Father never left him. So you see, in the whole life of Jesus Christ, except for when he was on the cross and he, he cried out and said, Why have thou forsaken me because of our sins? The Father had been with him from day one when he popped out from the womb of the mother, Mary. And so, brethren, it's, there's an assurance here. If we are going to maintain God, we are going to see the manifestation of Christ and the Father in us, in this generation. One of the things that I would like for us to be careful about is this. That he who sent me is with me. Jesus has given us a very good example to follow. And that he said, he always, always did those things that pleased the Lord. Are we going to begin to look at things that pleases the Lord by the word of the Lord and do it? Brother, I believe. I am so convinced that everything happening is for our good. 
And now that we have had some time to stay at home, I beg you, make good use of it. Let the word of God become so alive in you, all for the manifestation that the Son of God and the Father will manifest themselves, even through you. Very important. These are things that have encouraged my heart. Therefore, I want to share with you that let us press on and never give up. Once again, let's quickly have a look at something that Jesus, also in John chapter 4 verse 34, very important message that he said, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, the whole life of Jesus was dependent on what God wanted done. There was never any occasion that Jesus decided to do anything of himself. That is why you see that Jesus is a very good example for us. And you know, food is very important to man. When a man is hungry, I mean, there is nothing he can do except to find something to eat. So when Jesus equated my food is to do the will of him. In, in some versions it says, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. In other words, he said, I'm not making any room at all for anything to come. All I desire is that I may do what God wants us to do. Dear brother, at home, dear sister, at home, this is a very important message to us. If we are going to see the revival that God is talking about, the, the last move of God before the Antichrist and the evil one taking possession of the world, this is what we need to do right now. That we will be so committed to the will of Him. I mean seeking to only do and not to have a break, but consistently do what God has asked us to do. You know sometimes we get to a point in our lives we allow so many things to become very important. I remember in the course of the Easter, as we were waiting on the Lord, one of our sisters spoke very strongly. When she was delivering the word of God, said that with this experience that we have had in our world and in ourselves, she had come to discover that nothing is more important than anything else except the Lord. And that message really hit my heart. And really I believe. You see that nothing really is important, honestly. When we have been asked to stay at home, our works that sometimes take so much of us, the things that we need for ourselves, really, really they don't matter. Some of the clothes that we so fight to go and buy expensive and to wear, who cares? In fact, I have observed that since I've been at home, I've been wearing only t-shirts. Except for when I had to do something like this. So it tells us that nothing is really important. So when Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. Dear brother, dear sister, child of God at home, I want you to know that there is something more important for us than anything else that we are seeking. 
and that is to do the will of God. I think it's about time that we cried out in prayer. The Lord, show me your ways, like David will say. Teach me your ways that I may walk in them. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, fill me with your goodness and yourself that I may walk in your ways. I believe the time has come. Praise the Lord. Keep preparing yourself for a place for God to use. You know, the kingdom of God is not out there. Really, the kingdom of God is you and I that God has. And I want to plead that we'll be so committed to this truth and allow God to do what He wants to do. You know, I'm, I, I'm very convinced that God is just waiting to see how we are coming up so that He can begin to say to the Holy Spirit and, and His Son, do you think we can commit ourselves to this man? I am very convinced. So there is a delay in the agenda of God because he is looking at people that he can trust and then they will zoom into that, that individual life, both the father and the son, and then there will be a great move of the kingdom of God on earth. And that will be one of the final blows in this life. So brother, sister, never be tired in seeking God through his word. Never be tired in praying. Never, never throw your hands up. Because I believe on the calendar of God with COVID-19 or whatever, I have no doubt at all that all of this is going to work together for the good of the believer who loves God and is ready to walk according to his will. Jesus is the good example. He said another similar thing. In the next chapter, chapter 5, verse 30, very interesting, he said that, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. I believe that. The move of God that is going to come in these last days is going to come through people who have died to themselves. You keep seeing and hearing me talking about this. The self is a big enemy of our lives. The self-life, the personal interests, the personal agendas, the personal focus and plans, they are very detrimental. But may I say to you, there is something valuable, more than gold, more than silver, more than money. And that is the will of God. That's why Jesus, I said to you earlier on, do you think Jesus could do nothing for himself? Certainly he could. But what Jesus did was that he denied himself of anything that he could do. So as to be able to have the Father's will prevailing in Him. And I believe that God would have us to have the same mind. That's why He said in Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Dear brother, I want to plead with all of us 
that we may have a very strong desire to be filled with Jesus and the Father. For his promises are yea and amen. God would like to come and indwell in us only for one great move in this last days that he will manifest himself so greatly upon the earth. And then when it is over, then whatever the world wants to do together with the owner or the one who had acquired it, they would do it. But there is a pending revival. I have no doubt at all that this revival is coming. And it is coming because God has predicted it in His Word. And you and I must pose ourselves to be ready for it. I pray that you will not take this matter lightly. I, I am so convinced it's a prophetic message that you and I ought to prepare ourselves. For those of you who have been hearing me, I have kept hammering this from various dimensions because I have come to believe that the only way by which we can see the great move of God is when God had been able to possess some vessels and then He has taken over fully. Those vessels don't have anything to their name. It is only God they have to their name. Because Jesus says so. I can do nothing. As I hear so, I judge. My judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. In this great move that is about happening, I believe God wants a people who will allow Him to work through. And once again, I want to tell you, I don't stop and I will never stop saying until we have come to the point we are no more of ourselves. We are died. We have died to ourselves. And it is Christ who is known. And I know that when we get there, the Lord Himself will manifest Himself. This is why I keep reminding all of us. Let me close this message with another scripture in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Very important. Why Jesus was so anointed. And why the oil of gladness was more than his companion. The Bible says you have loved righteousness and have hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with oil of gladness more than your companions. What is God telling us? The reason why Jesus was who he was and he was not comparable to any person and nobody can ever be compared to him and he is a perfect and a good example for you and I is because the only stand that Jesus took was he hated lawlessness. Some versions will say he hated iniquity. Some versions will say he hated sin. But he loved righteousness. And therefore because of that, the Father himself made himself so manifested in him. And that's why he gave us the promise. You see, because he himself experienced that, he is able to tell us that this is what God would do if we would do like he did. So there is nothing hidden. I pray that in the days in which we live, you and I will be so committed to righteous living. And you, you and I will be so committed to hating sin and evil. 
so that it we will make room in ourselves for God to come and indwell in us and then He will manifest Himself through us. The manifestation of God and the Son is very critical for our day. It is one of the last things that need to be done before the close of the day. I believe with all my heart there is a coming revival that is going to sweep the world. And that revival is not going to be as they say is over there. As they say is over here. That revival is going to come through saints who have opened up and have allowed God to take His full residence and now manifesting His will through them. And so as we come to pray, I plead with you, don't take this matter for granted. You know, sometimes we can get so used to our lives and being, oh, I'm a child of God, I don't do this, I don't do that, that we don't strive to higher grounds. I want to say, I am challenged by the Lord who sent me to say, I should share this message with us all. Very important. Please, be very devoted and allow nothing else to take the interest of God but He Himself alone in you. We enter into prayer right now. Father, we thank You. We bless You. May I say that even if you are standing there with one of our brethren and you don't believe, I want you to know that your time is now for you to receive Jesus because He will turn your life around. Right now, I, I see somebody who wants to give your life to Christ. Yes, God bless you. You can join me in this prayer. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. Say it after me. And please have mercy on me. Deliver me from evil. And save my life. You're the only one who can cleanse me by your blood from sin. Therefore do that with me right now. As I repent from my sins. In the name of Jesus. If you have prayed this prayer with me. I continue to pray for you and for all of our brethren. That Father you will give us understanding. About what you have sent to us. This morning in our homes. I pray heavenly Father that you will stir our hearts up to seek after you more and more and keep preparing ourselves until you have found us worthy to walk through us and to work through us. Lord, may we not become satisfied with wherever we are standing now. But Lord, you will stir our hearts up and bring to focus the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for doing this for us. Now I pray for also anyone who is sick. Lord, by the word of God, I send to the homes and to the bodies of those who are sick. Right now, in the name of Jesus, that you will heal them. Deliver them. I command you sickness, infirmity, in the name of Jesus, out of the life of the saints. In Jesus' name. We bless you heavily, Father. We thank you for giving us another Sunday in our homes when we can fellowship together with you and to hear your word. I pray that your word will not fall to the ground. In Jesus' name. 
God bless you, dear brother, for joining us this Sunday morning when we have fellowship together at the presence of the Lord. Continue to give your heart to the Lord. Continue to allow God to fill you with Jesus and himself so that we'll be able to do what God wants us to do. God richly bless you in this fellowship that we have had this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.